Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. You're listening to Simplified Speech, the Culips series, which features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Now, today I'm joined by my co host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. Hey, Andrew, and hey, listeners. Hope you're all doing well, and I'm excited to be here today. Cassie, I think we have a wonderful episode lined up for everyone. And I know I say that all the time, but I really mean it this time. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a great episode. And that's because this topic was suggested to us by one of our listeners. And that listener's name is Zahir. And Zahir asked us to talk about the topic of time versus money. And maybe even Cassie debate this topic a little bit. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. But that's what we're going to do here today. We'll share our thoughts and our opinions about what we value more in our life. Is time more important or is money more important? So thank you to Zahir for the awesome topic suggestion. And yeah, I think this will make for a fantastic episode. Yeah, this sounds like a really interesting topic. Zahir, thanks for the suggestion and can't wait to get into it in a moment. Yeah, so Cassie, we will get into it in just a moment. But before we do, I want to remind all of our listeners out there about the study guide and the interactive transcript for this episode. And in fact, listeners, we make study guides and transcripts for all of our regular episodes, and they're designed with love and expertise by our team of English teachers to help you build your English skills and reach your fluency goals faster than ever. Now, as a QLoops member, you'll also get some really amazing bonuses like invitations to our live streams, full access to our member only series, which is called the Fluency Files, and much, much more. To become a QLoops member, just visit our website, QLoops.com, and you can sign up there. We'd also like to give a shout out to one of our listeners named Anton from Ukraine, who left us a great review and a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Anton wrote, Thank you, Culips, for your useful and sincere shows. Your episodes have a great tempo and atmosphere as well. Amazing. I love that short but sweet review. Anton, thank you so much for the kind words and for learning English with us. Yeah, Anton, thanks for the review. So, with that being said, everyone, I think it's time to get started with this episode in earnest. And just to remind you of the topic, we are talking about time versus money. Which one is more important in our lives? And Cassie, I think we could probably both agree that it would be nice to have an infinite amount of time and also an infinite amount of money. But what makes this topic interesting is that they are both limited to most people, right? Some people out there, some very lucky, privileged individuals have an almost unlimited supply of money, but nobody has an unlimited supply of time. It's the great equalizer, right? Have you heard that expression before, Cassie, the great equalizer? Yeah, that's an amazing phrase. I've also heard it in relation to death, that death is the great equalizer because everyone dies, unfortunately. Exactly. There's no outrunning it, right? So. In the end, everybody will end up dead unless there are some amazing breakthroughs in medical technology in the future. But for now, that's the case. Cassie, another saying that comes to mind when I think of this topic is 
time is money. And I guess I'd like to know, what does that expression mean to you? Time is money. I think this expression is used a lot with people who value money more than time, almost like their life revolves around money and they're used to making a lot of it. And if you're wasting their time, then you're losing them money because for them, every minute of their day is highly scheduled to make more money for themselves. I think especially about people, maybe professionals who bill a lot for their time, like think of a high powered lawyer. You know, a really, really top level lawyer might charge hundreds or even thousands of dollars per hour for their time. And so if that lawyer had to do a really mundane task, you know, something that just is not a really great return on their time, like maybe writing an email, maybe that email would take them 15 minutes to do, but really earn them no money for writing that email. Whereas if they spent that 15 minutes with a client and they were charging couple of hundred dollars an hour, well, then they would have a great return. They would make a lot of money for that 15 minutes meeting with a client. So I think maybe that's what this expression is hinting at, right? Is that when you make a lot of money, your time is very valuable. And so time is equal to money in that situation. But I think all of us probably from time to time have felt like you're doing something that's not really worth your time, right? Have you ever felt like that, Cassie? All the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think as adults, a lot of your day is doing stuff that you don't really want to do, but you kind of have to do, but you're not making any money doing it. It's awful. (laughs) Yeah. And Cassie, we're not those high-powered lawyers that I mentioned earlier, right? We're just teachers, so we live on a modest income. But I think probably most people who have a job and do have an income From time to time, you've done something where you're like, is this really worth my time? Like, couldn't I just hire somebody to do this for me? Or couldn't I just, you know, pay somebody to do this for me? I'm thinking of things even like recently I took a pair of shoes to the dry cleaner to get them to clean my shoes. And I thought, you know, I could do that myself, but it was only, I think, around $5 or so. And then I didn't have to do that task, which you know, would take, I don't know, probably more of my time than I would have wanted to because I'd have to go to the store and buy like a brush to clean my shoes. Maybe I'd also have to buy some kind of cleaning agent or detergent or something. I don't even know what you need to use to clean your shoes. So it's like going to the store, that takes time. I'd have to buy the equipment, that takes time. The end of the day, when I think about that, time is money. I can just give them to the dry cleaner. He can clean the shoes for me and it's a win-win. He gets a little bit of business and I save some time. Yeah, exactly. I think this is definitely true the older you get as well. When you're younger, typically you have less money and you also have more time. So maybe you're willing to ride the slower train that's a few dollars cheaper or you're willing to take a red-eye flight Or you're willing to pick up some odd jobs that might not pay that well, but they give you some cash. While as you get older and have slightly more money, you're like, eh, I'd rather spend some money to save some time instead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Cassie, let's not beat around the bush anymore. Let's talk about our answer to this question directly. In your life, Cassie, what's more important to you, time or money? I think... In my 
early 20s, money was more important because I wanted to be financially free, I guess. Not necessarily where I could just quit my job right now and not work forever, but be able to have options and not feel freaked out if, you know, I didn't get a paycheck for a month or two or a few months. That's financial freedom to me. So yeah, my young 20s, definitely money was more important than time. But I think now in my later 20s, I'm starting to appreciate time more than money. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of an inverse relationship, isn't it? I'm thinking about my life and Cassie, it sounds like your life as well. And probably a lot of our listeners can relate to this. When you're younger, you're in maybe your 20s, you just graduate from university or get your first job or whatever. Usually at that time, it feels like we have a lot of time because we're very young and we can see our whole life ahead of us. But at the same time, we have a very little amount of money because we're just starting our professional life off, right? So you have a lot of time and you have a little bit of money. Cassie, I'm about a decade older than you, or maybe even more. (laughs) I can't remember, but I'm several years older than you. And so I'm further ahead in my career than you, but you've probably been on a similar path. And that is, as time goes on, you know, you get older, you work your way up the corporate ladder, so to speak, and you start earning more money, but also you have less time ahead of you, less days ahead of you, right? Now I'm almost 40 years old. And, you know, that's what we call midlife. That's kind of a good outlook as well, because really, when you think about the quality of life, when you're past 75 into your later years in life, you can't really do as much, right? I doubt I'll be traveling the world as an 80-year-old, for example. So the options that are available to you as you get older are just fewer and fewer and fewer. So, yeah, it means like that the older you get and the more you spend growing your career, the more money you can earn, but the less time you have to enjoy that money with. So that's what I mean by an inverse relationship. Andrew, segueing off of this, in your opinion, what do you think the balance is between time and money? Would you rather stay an extra hour at work if you could get overtime pay these days? Or do you think you would rather, you know, go home early and do your activities? You know, that's an interesting question, Cassie. And I'm maybe a little bit of a workaholic. I think I'm always one of those people that says yes, if there's an available opportunity for me to make money. So I'm not one of those people that agrees to do everything related to work unless there's some kind of financial reward. So, you know, if there's an opportunity to teach a different class or to do a seminar or, you know, to help out in some other regard and make some extra money, usually I say yes to that. I think the position that my wife and I are in right now is that we just renovated our house and that was very expensive. And so because of that, we're really sort of taking on any extra opportunities that are available to us. So that doesn't mean I'll do anything, right? You always have to calculate and make sure it's worth your time. I wouldn't be spending hours and hours and hours for a very little return, little reward. But if it makes sense to do it, yeah, usually I am always down for extra projects and I love overtime generally, but I've always been like that, you know? Even for my first jobs, 
if my boss would say, hey, Andrew, do you want to stay an extra hour later? I'd always be like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I'm already here. I've already got my uniform on. I'm already working in the store or in the kitchen or in the restaurant, wherever I was doing my part-time job at that time. And so, yeah, it makes a lot of sense just to stay an extra hour. And often I'd find that time would go by quickly. And you're like, oh, there's more money in the bank for almost nothing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, especially if you're already at the job. It's a little bit different. You know, sometimes I would be on call and I'd get a call on my day off from my boss and your boss would be like, "Ah, you know, somebody called in sick. Could you come in and cover for them? And in that situation, it's a lot more difficult, right? Because you've already kind of got your day off plans and maybe you're at home relaxing. So in that situation, sometimes I would say no and I wouldn't go in. But if I'm already at work and it's just staying an extra couple of hours, yeah, sign me up. Love it. I liked your comment there, Andrew. I think it's not just time versus money isn't just an inverse with age, but it might come more as like a wave depending on where you are in life. So for example, like you said, when you're in your young 20s, you're just starting your career. You don't have a lot of money. You want the hustle. You want to earn that cold, hard cash. But I think now at my point in life, I'm older than that, but I still don't have a lot of responsibilities. I don't have kids. I don't have a house. So I'm kind of on that downhill stream now where I think I like my time more, don't need to make as much money. And then maybe in a few years, I'll be on the upswing again and go, oh, I have so many expenses now. Got to get back into the grind. But you have to do the calculation, Cassie, because maybe it's better to have a balance now so that in the future, when you do have a house and you do have kids and you do have more responsibilities, maybe some of the money that you earn now could be used to buy you more time in that kind of situation. You're right, Andrew. That's delayed gratification, right? You work hard now, save money now so that you have more fun, more time in the future. But of course, there's that cliche YOLO, right? You only live once and we never know what's going to happen in the future, right? Cassie, we've been talking in this episode like we're going to live until we're 80. And I did a health check recently, Cassie, and in the health check, it gave me my projected death age, you know, as long as I don't get hit by a car or something, just if I die of natural causes, that's what their projection is based on my health. And it came out at 87. So I thought, that's pretty good. I was pretty satisfied with 87. That was much longer than I was expecting, to be honest. So I've got in the back of my mind, maybe I live to 87. But you never know. I might get hit by a car tomorrow. So why save all my money for the future when I should be enjoying time right now, right? You only live once, YOLO. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm in a Facebook group called I forget the name exactly, but it's Solo Females Traveling Group. And there are so many females in their 30s, 40s, or early 50s who are YOLOing their life and quitting their jobs to travel around the world for six months to a year at a time. And other women are commenting, how can you afford to do this? And the women are like, I only live once, guys. And I just wasn't happy. I decided my time is worth more than the money and the stress. And then they quit. Yeah. And often I think when you commit to doing something, you find a way to make things happen. Like if it's something that you really want to do, you can usually find a way to do it. Not that that's true for everybody, of course, but I've noticed that from people that I've met over the years as well. When they're following their dream, if they really believe in that dream, 
they can find a way to make the lifestyle that they want to live happen. And I always find that really inspiring, even if it's not something that I want to do in my life. But if they're following their dream and making it work, I think that's awesome. Okay, Cassie, I have one final question here before we wrap up this episode. And it's a topic that I was talking about with some of my students this week, and it's really related to the content of this episode as well. And I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I am not 100% sure. So I want to find out. And that is, when you spend money and you buy something, do you prefer to buy items and things and physical objects like clothes or accessories or video games or who knows? Or do you rather spend your money on experiences like maybe traveling or going out with your friends to a restaurant or something like that? How do you like to spend your extra money? So I think your assumption is that I like the experiences more and that is true. Yes. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. However, my husband is the opposite. He doesn't buy a lot of items, but he gets so much joy out of buying his various Nike, Adidas, sports clothes, or a new tennis racket and then using it daily. He is all about getting these classic pieces that he can use on a day-to-day basis that gives him little joys throughout the week. And I think that's really cool too. They're not necessarily experiences, but they're items that make your life more cheerful, even when you're not going skydiving or on a trip to Ecuador or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, for a long time, I had the mindset that it was all about the experience. And I guess maybe it was those minimalist friends that I had around me influencing me and making me think that I shouldn't be buying just things. But, you know, I do own some things like my guitar, my record player, my bike, and I'm just exactly the same way as your husband. When I see those things, they make me kind of happy. And I look at them and I go, oh, they're so cool. Like, I love this. Like, I don't know, something just sparks a little joy in my life from having that thing. So. I agree that both are valuable and yeah, we shouldn't really think that one is better than the other per se. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone, that will bring us to the end of this episode, at least for this version, the regular version. If you're a QLips member, Cassie and I are going to keep our conversation going for a little bit longer just to say thanks to all of the members out there who support us. And we have some fun questions that Cassie and I will talk about just casually here for our members. And if you're a member listening to this version of the episode right now, then you're going to want to make sure to log into your QLips account, go to the dashboard and find the ad free version because that's where you can listen to the extra content. And if you're not already a member, consider joining to gain access to our helpful study guides and transcripts, fun bonuses, and to support the work that we do at Qlips. You can also support us by following us on Instagram or YouTube, telling your friends who are learning English to check Qlips out, or by leaving us a five-star rating and a positive review on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back soon with a brand new episode. Talk to you then. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.